What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dog Golf Podcast. My name is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. What another wild week in golf. You already know the deal. It was a fun, fun week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Pretty normal day Thursday and Friday, and a lot of the people you anticipated make the cut, but the weekend got wild. What'd you think, Jack? I'm just going to say this. If you didn't enjoy watching that weekend in golf, you're not a true golf fan. I think it was one of the coolest things ever to watch the top 50 players in the world, top 100 players in the world struggle and really show what it's like to play golf like the rest of us. It was awesome. I just, I love it. It's U.S. Open golf, getting ready for the fifth major. It was spectacular. It was fun, but all I wanted to do was sit there and say, oh, well, I could have done better than that. All as well realizing I would have definitely shot 150 if I ever played in conditions. Like <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, just like you said, if Paul Casey is shooting in the 80s, you know that course is hard. Yeah, we don't we don't got to talk about my Paul Casey. I needed to bring that up right away. Yeah, yeah, you need to bring that one up nice and early. (laughs) Great, thanks. Yeah, started off strong. How about that? uh, Justin Rose picked a win. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember picking Justin Rose. I don't know what you're talking about. I definitely didn't say I had him for a sleeper pick at the end. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You you definitely took uh, Scotty Scheffler, different guy, right? Right. Yeah, back to back picks and my picks to win: Scotty Scheffler and then a missed cut. So. If you even it out, I'm right there. So there you go. Perfect. So, oh gosh. All right. So like I said, Thursday and Friday was relatively normal conditions. I know it rained, I think early in the week. So a lot of the favorites that we all kind of anticipated made the cut. Saturday got really windy, dried out all the greens. Conditions got real tough and that transitioned as well into Sunday. So that's where you saw all those crazy scores. Four players shot under par on Sunday. Terrell Hatton, Lucas Herbert, Sam Burns, and Hideki shooting 69, 68, 71, and 70. Again, the average score was 75 and a half. It was brutal, but it was so fun to watch. Oh, my gosh, 100%. Scotty did pick up his second win this year. He won scrambling. Just look at 16 if you really want to on Sunday. He scrambled around and saved par on that one. He really just kind of allowed other guys to falter around him. It was really impressive. And then Gary Woodland was at minus four in the 16th tee. Eagled 16, doubled 17 because he couldn't get out of the bunker, and bogeyed 18 to finish tied for fifth. And that would have been his first win since the U.S. Open in 2019. I, I feel bad for him because I watched that tournament. I know we were texting all throughout Sunday, and it's yep. he made that eagle putt, and you're like, holy crap, this guy has missed, I think, six or seven cuts already this year. Yep. And now he's got a shot lead going into 17 or 16. And he just chunked that one bunker shot. And it's unfortunate in golf. It just takes one shot to make or break it. So it would have been great to see him win just because I, I know that nobody had him in their lineups. There was not a chance that he was in 95% of lineups out there. Uh, If you are a fan of classic 2010 golf, then you probably love some of the early pairings on Sunday. Sergio and Lee Westwood went out early. So I have ESPN Plus, and on ESPN Plus, it was one of the pairings they showed. Absolutely great. All we're missing on that is Tiger Woods, and then you've got, like, the greatest 2010s of your life. I I, I missed it, but I'm also very happy to see that that the game has evolved since then. So. Yeah, no kidding. I would have also loved to see Tiger Woods in that <laughs> yeah. one. I would have quit my job. I would have stopped working on Sunday to tune that in. Definitely. Gosh, any anybody else stand out on, on Sunday? I mean, Victor Hovland, another week where he's in the top 10. 
seems to be kind of a kind of a commonplace for him at this point. Yeah. I have another guy, Terrell Hatton. I didn't see one one shot from him on the coverage on Sunday. I didn't see one shot. I'm also going to say that about Max Homa. He didn't finish top 10. He finished tied 13th. But Max Homa is criminally underviewed on on the coverage. Him, him and Terrell Hatton just don't get any coverage for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because they're not interesting or or what it is. But they both play amazing golf and don't get any coverage for it. Yeah, I was watching that, and I, I texted you. I was like, Hatton's four under. That that might hold up at least for you know a run at it. Yeah. And then looking back and just thinking about it, I didn't see one shot, not one. The the challenge is he did finish up. I I think two hours before all the rest of the big finishers did. I think he was done by the time they were making the turn. So it is a little tough to to get a lot of coverage of him. But sure. But but again, still, if you they didn't even show replays of him. So I get it. Like show the replay, show us good shots. I mean, he shot 69, so clearly he made birdies at some point in the day. Show us birdies. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I know that I definitely did not have him in my lineup at all. I didn't either. Do you want to go over some of our uh, some of our picks in this past week? Go over some of my disappointments and your successes? Yeah, I definitely want to start off with the sports book because I definitely did better than that than the daily fantasy sports. So I went three for five on my picks. Um, Rory top 10 really let me down on Sunday. What do you finish? Tied 13? Tied 13th. Yeah, oh, just so 76 on Sunday and just didn't look like himself, but right there. Hideki top 20, snuck in at 20th. Um, Kokrak at top 20, went 26th. Unfortunately, I had Chris Kirk in top 20, finished fifth. And then I had Max Homa top 40, who finished 17th. So three for five and my two misses were right there. Um, and then at the end of the episode, I called Scotty Scheffler as a wild card, like we had mentioned. I think I threw a dollar on him in our little text chain and yep. definitely should have put more. I remember um quoting i believe in that last episode that max homa would be in 13th place specifically yes and he missed by one shot so <laughs> i'd like to pat myself on the back for that amazing amazing call right there um i believe i told all of our viewers that they would be idiots if they didn't put roy McIlroy in their lineup and keith mitchell was in 61st place so it was just an all-around showing of everything <sighs> Looking back on it, putting Rory in that spot though, he did about the same as Rom and 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 he was three hundred dollars cheaper on FanDuel and DraftKings. So realistically it didn't hurt you too much if you listen to our advice there on Rory. Uh that Scheffler pick was a was a super impressive pick. Honestly, that's probably the big one for the for the week. So good job, yeah. Jack. Good job. I Jack. wish we started recording this podcast at the beginning of the year. As Liam can attest, I went three for three on picking the winners in the first three tournaments. And yeah, then, you, you know, I went on a little bit of a cold streak, but <laughs> here, here it comes. You're, you're just heating up for Augusta. You're just, you're just waiting until April. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm so, I'm going to ruin my streak this year. It's, no, no, it's don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. You I know. got this. All right. So I'm going to go over my picks for the week. Cause mine were, mine went a lot less, uh, smooth than yours did <laughs> so i had willie z and hideki at top 20 uh hideki snuck in that was good willie z did not he fell apart on sunday a lot like rory i had keegan bradley top 40 yeah, he did really well tied 11th i was very happy with that i had kissner top 40 uh he i think i told everyone that the, uh yep. this ain't no hobby fellas 
Yeah, it was a brutal one. I had Cam Young, top 40. Checkmark, tie 13. And then I had uh, either Matt Wallace or Ian Poulter. And I chose Ian Poulter, and he finished tied 42nd. So he missed out by two places. It was it was unfortunate. It happens. It happens. But in all good news, um, so another thing to talk about is mobile registration for Sportsbook is now live in Illinois. Yeah. So previously, um, we only had access, or at least Liam did, to one sports betting platform, where now we have access to all of them in Illinois. Um, so what we're going to do now is, since everybody has the full capabilities to maximize the odds on the different platforms, is we're actually going to start keeping track of our wins and losses and how much we've made listening to the podcast starting this week since we have the full capabilities for that. So I think it's really cool that um, we're going to start to do that. And I just wanted to make sure I remembered to say that. It's going to hold us a little more accountable now. It's going to, we're going to be a little less, a little less shot in the dark and a little bit more, hey, these are the ones I think I win. And in doing that, I actually took a couple of less bets this week. I guess maybe I was going a little, little, little too heavy previously, and not kind of <laughs> I want to make sure that I have a have some better odds here. So I'm cutting down my bets just a smidge, but I'm I, don't get me wrong. I've still got some some crazy odds down down the list. Um, just to clarify, by the way, the guys I wanted to fade last week, uh, Sun J M and Corey Connors. Woo! I should have just put them right in my lineup. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna make a whole lineup. One uh, of your lineups has to be the fade lineup. Anybody you say in an episode that you fade, you have to make it a lineup. To be fair, last week I faded like Patrick Reed, Ricky Fowler, Matt Wolf, all those guys, and that lineup would have scored you zero. But I think this Patrick lineup, Reed's a fade every week. Yeah, that's true. At this point, he is a fade every well in weak lineups, not necessarily, but yes, every week he's normally a fade. But this week, yeah, those two did not do me too hot. Uh, again, your your guy to win, Rose, Mr. Cut, Paul Casey, shot that nice 83 on Sunday and finished in 72nd place. That was just that was just brutal. It it is so tough because in a course like that, you kind of rely on the consistent guys. So in a sense, that first two days, Reed really should have capitalized. As much as I might not like him personally, that dude's short game and his peak is just as good as it can get. And Paul Casey, Mr. Consistent, just really was hard to watch that round it was it was tough to watch fortunately they didn't have too much coverage for him on that day and, 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 I, and, I'm, and i'm grateful for it because all i did not need to watch all that that was going on it was too painful to watch <sighs> yeah no kidding so i'd like to get into definitely some of your lineup picks and your daily fantasy sports and uh because i know i had a couple great ones and then a couple ones that um i am will be drinking a <laughs> drinking tonight for yeah, so so all right, my FanDuel is a little messy. So I my picks initially, I had Rory tie thirteenth, decent, and then I went uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick initially. I actually switched it to Adam Scott. Fitzpatrick finished tied ninth. Adam Scott tied twenty sixth. Missed out a little bit there, unfortunate. Then I had Paul Casey seventy second, Keith Mitchell tied sixty first. Brutal. And then, I, and then I had Martin Lard, but switched to Cameron Young. So Martin Lard finished tied 52nd. Cameron Young finished tied 13th. And then I went from Bo Hosler, who I think was second behind Rory after the first. At round. one point, yeah. Um, and I switched to Sean O'Hare. Bo finished top 20. And then Sean missed the cut. Now, for, for those of you listening that think Liam is a tinkerer, 
You should see what he does outside of the episodes. I swear every 15, you know, I try to post our lineups on Twitter or whatnot on Tuesday night. You should see the text trail that Liam sends. I go, hey, just making sure your lineup's all good. He goes, hold on, I'm not finished. And will send me his lineup and then question every player and then adjust it to every single player. So it is crazy. I am I am a really bad overthinker. I am very analytical, and it is my one of my better attributes and also one of my biggest crutches because I sit there and I'm like, okay, analytically, like this is how they're doing in the course history. This is how they're doing based on previous results. This is then I go into like shots around the green, driving distance. I get so so in over my head, and I think it actually hurts me in the long run. So. It's unfortunate, but I did do some tinkering. It helped me in some instances, and then it hurt me in others. Yeah, what are you going to do? It happens week to week. Now, uh, this week, I will tell you, this is what you got. What, what, what was your lineup? Talk to me. Well, start off in DraftKings. I had the winner in Scotty. I had nice. Rory at 13th, JJ Spawn 52nd, Mark Leishman in 68th, and then I had two miscuts. But strangely enough that win really and rory really propelled me um and then in FanDuel, i had hovland second rory 13th kokrak 26 spawn 52nd paul casey in 72 and then davis riley missing the cut again that's scott this scotty and hovland helping you out all week no big, kidding big win for you yeah, definitely carried my team, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. yes. It is it is sad considering that I I actually kept my initial roster for on FanDuel. So I had all six guys make the cut, and you still beat me with one of your guys missing the cut. So <laughs> it's a it's a tough day out here, you know? It's a, we can't win them all. And unfortunately, it was it was it was just not a, one of those good, weeks. Yeah, it was not one of those weeks for me. So well, hey, let's turn it around this week as we enter the fifth major. Fifth major, yeah, the uh, TPC Sawgrass. They're they're still doing the Florida swing. This is the the fourth course in a row. We're still in Florida. After this, we head out to Texas. Last year's winner was Justin Thomas. This is a par seventy two which is 7,200 yards, and you're going to know this course from 17. This course is known for 17. It's Is it an island or peninsula? I guess it's – Yeah, it's, it's an island. It's an island. I mean, there's like a bridge, but if you're hitting it on the bridge, that's just impressive. So that's that's a fun golf hole to watch. I'm sure if you have ESPN Plus, that will be one of the featured holes. Oh, yeah. I'm not watching main coverage at all. I'm literally <laughs> just going to have that open on Sunday. Definitely. One thing I will just say initially right out of the bat, Check the for if you're really big into this. Check the forecast Wednesday night. It's supposed to rain all weekend down there. So I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Like do your own research. But rain is definitely in the cards. So just kind of keep that in mind. Might be favoring some European players, maybe. Uh, yeah, Europeans or just guys that hit super long balls since there's not a lot of distance that you're going to get out of the roll. Like, like you're not going to get a lot of roll on wet fairways and stuff like that. So you want guys to hit the ball longer. Fair enough. Fair enough. I respect it. Well, unfortunately there goes Bryson. Yeah. Bryson's withdrawn again. Um, it looks like on the updates, he's really eyeing a master's return. That's kind of the week he's really looking at. 
So we'll see. We'll keep you in the loop each week with him, with him depending on when he plays next. But I, I wouldn't hold your breath on betting him in the next couple of weeks because it looks like he's going he's gonna to take a slow return. We do have a couple other withdrawals. Harris English does have a back injury. And then Kevin Na is uh, withdrawing because his wife is having their third kid. That's awesome. Congratulations to you, Kevin Na. It's great for him. Um, two other guys I would ha- have not withdrawn yet, but I would keep an eye on. Webb Simpson has had a lot of back issues recently. So he's, he's just somebody that I would keep an eye on and maybe avoid betting just for that reason. And then Jason Day's mom has unfortunately passed away to cancer that was really sad news i feel bad and obviously our condolences go out to the day family definitely so just keep an eye on it because he might not play depending on what all happens with that but let's get into the guys that now will play that's the worst and the best transition (laughs) of all the podcasts how do you transition from a sad situation like jason days to what we're here for is just podcasting the the DFS lineups. I mean, there's just no easy way to do it. There's, nope, you just gotta rip the bandaid off. But so, someone's gotta call it. If you, if you're too good of a friend of mine to not make that call out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say straight up first off, Colin Morikawa will be the most owned player in DFS this week. Yeah, I, I bet. What did I what did I text you? Even like a little while ago, I'm like, yo, Colin Morikawa is my pick. Lock it in. You've said that like two, about two or three guys now, but yes, he's one of the guys you've locked in. Yes. Yes. I will. <laughs> Colin Morikawa, early pick. I'll get into my second one, which I'm sure we'll have some sort of bet on eventually. Yeah, I already do. So we'll get there eventually. But Colin Morikawa was the first guy I locked in. All right. So let's start with the uh, with the high 10K range as I'm all the way down to the bottom for whatever reason. So we're doing this based on DraftKings. Yeah, so I'll I'll speak for you since you're having trouble today. Uh, we do look at the DraftKings, so uh, we'll look at the 10K, and then unfortunately there's only one 11K, so we'll sneak them in that category. FanDuel and DraftKings, Daily Fantasy Sports do unfortunately have two different price points, uh, but we do base a lot of our insight, our information on DraftKings. Uh, so make sure that if we say, for example, you know Victor Hovland might be 10,100 in DraftKings, he might be different in FanDuel. So we're just going on DraftKings. Definitely. Um, so let's start off. We have the 10K range, which goes from Victor Hovland to John Rahm. There's only five guys in this range. I know you like Morikawa because you just said it, Jack, but is there another guy in here you like, or is there a reason that Morikawa is the guy that you have above everybody else? Yeah, I think Morikawa is arguably, and especially in my opinion, the best iron player on tour right now. Honestly, okay. probably one of the best iron players I've ever seen. Um, you can make a case for every single week. You can make a case for any of these guys up in this range. Thomas defending champion Rory won here with his sweet gold shoes. I don't know if you remember those Rom's oh, the number yeah. one player in the world. You can never, you know, he's we've, we've said he's been off and he hasn't looked like himself. He has three top tens still. I mean, like, it's just, it's crazy. His off weeks are so good. So there's not a guy that can't just turn it on for a week. His his putters still bugs me. Again, I know it's coming. I know he's going to get it into form. The putter bugs me with Rom. But if you like him, this is a thousand percent a week to take him because I don't think he's going to be that that picked. He's not going to be that drafted. I think there's going to be a lot of people that 
don't want to put the equity into John Rahm because they're worried about the putter. So if you want to be contrarian and be different from everybody else, I think Rahm's definitely the guy to go to. Um, I love Morikawa a lot like you. He's probably starting most of my lineups, but I also love Hovland because he, yeah. is, he is red hot right now. He's got a couple wins in the European tour. Yeah, two, three wins in the, in the European tour, a couple of second places, another top 10. He is he's due. He, he is on fire and he's due. He's definitely somebody to throw in. Realistically, I feel like none of these guys are bad options. No, unfortunately, it's just, um, and that's, I think, why we spend the least amount of time on these guys because at most you might have two of them in your line at most yeah. uh, more than likely you'll have one. And I think the real meat comes in that nine and $8,000 range. So that's where we spend most of our time. I agree. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off with my other pick to win at a ridiculous 9,900 in DraftKings. Patrick Cantlay. How? Yeah, that, that, that's gotta be a misprice because in, well, even in, so in DraftKings, he is the seventh highest goal, sixth highest golfer, whereas in FanDuel, he's the third. So there's already a price discrepancy in terms of DraftKings versus FanDuel. So it's clearly somebody in, in DraftKings is just wanting everybody to bet Patrick Cantley. And I'm here for it. So I'm going to yep. do it. I mean, um, four out of his five starts are top tens, and he's not even in 10,000. It's just... If this is going to bite me, I know it is, but if he's not in your lineup, as I said last week, you're an, <laughs> you're an idiot. You're an idiot? Yeah, you want to go back to this Rory McIlroy well? All right, Jack. Hey, 13th is still, I'll take 13th from Rory, but he was 11,000 or whatever he was, 9,900? That's a lock. Yeah, that is a lock. I, I love him. And then the other guy I love in this range is uh, Hideki. I... For whatever reason, I keep going back to him. He hasn't he hasn't messed me up yet. He hasn't missed a cut yet this year. Dude, so like, he has um I just read this article about him the other day, and he has the best numbers of any player coming into this week at TPC Sawgrass. Nice. Love that. I didn't even read all that. So let's see. Uh, I mean, yeah, 10 for 10. He should, again he shot 68 on Sunday too. So it's not like he's not he doesn't have good uh momentum. Thank you. Yes, momentum. <laughs> <laughs> into the week I'm, i am i am having a tough one today you know it happens but i think that two other guys to really showcase actually i'll say three because first of all you have xander shoffley another one of those iron players that's just spectacular yep scotty shuffler in 9200 two wins and i i just don't know why he's 9200 again because i think last week he might have been even higher priced but coming yep. off a win and then Jordan Spieth, another guy at 9,000 that you go, that's cheap for him. I, he doesn't play that great here, though. I don't know. I, I, again, if you're, if you're like me and you overthink it, you look at course history, and there's a little bit more of a reasoning on why he's at the price. I agree. He's still cheap. I'll, I'll probably still play him this week. But there is a little bit of a reasoning in terms of him struggling with previous horse, course history and therefore being just a little bit cheaper. It's the same concept with why DJ is at 9,800, I feel like, right now. He has been struggling the last couple weeks. He's missed a couple cuts. He missed the Genesis, which is wild because that's his golf course. Yeah. And so now he's now he's going to the players. 
I don't know. I don't love DJ this week. I'm not doing it because I screwed it up last week with, with him and Connors. <laughs> I'm not doing it with DJ because he's Dustin freaking Johnson. But I don't I don't love him. I'm avoiding him this week personally. Well, let's speaking of him, I guess we should jump right to the eight thousand. Yeah, you want to go right to the eight? Hey, I feel like Cameron Smith just goes under the radar, by the way. Ninety four hundred. He just kind of like sits there and just like plays decent. And then like, yeah. It's because he started off with that win, and then he got really quiet after that. But much like Terrell Hatton, it's the quiet top tens. Gotcha. Okay. Just curious because I it, it, I don't dislike him at 9,400, but it just seems like every week I sit there and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's always just a little higher than I want him personally. So, yeah, just curious. All right, let's get into the AKs. This is my uh, this is my heavy. Just started off with that one guy you're looking at. Just started off. My boy. Yeah, oh, you got Willie's Willie Z Will's Al Torres. I love him this week again, like I do every week, but it's so hard not to love him when he has such good presence outside of his putting. I know his putting is shit. I understand, but everything else about his game is on fire. Even though his putting is bad, he still played well. All right, he finished tied uh, 38th last week, but he's Will's Al Torres. For whatever reason, even though he's a rookie on this course, I still like him. <laughs> I'll move on to the next one. And probably the cheapest price I've ever seen this person, Brooks Kepka, 8600 I've never seen him this low, ever. Yeah, I was confused because didn't he – am I seeing a different Brooks Kepka? Is this not the Brooks Kepka that, that finished third like three weeks ago in waste management? Or not waste management, Genesis? No, it was a waste management. Was it waste he, management? Yeah. He okay. finished, I think, way outside the cut of the. Uh, maybe Genesis, maybe but, miss Gen- miss cut Genesis. Okay. But I've never seen a guy that's won four majors this low, ever. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be tough not to end up somehow throwing him in. That'll definitely be an interesting one. Yeah, there and then there's your guy M, Mister Consistent Adam Scott, and Love a guy. Uh, you could talk about M. Great course history here too. Super young. How about Billy Horschel, though? I mean, this guy's going on a tear, and he's almost seven thousand or almost eight thousand. He's eighty one hundred. I, you know, I think that I'm just going to start putting Billy in lineups now. Whenever we're playing in Florida, because I, I, it just seems he like he gets home to where he was a Gator back in University of Florida, and all of a sudden, the moment he gets back into the state, he just starts playing great again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's weird. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but he's been on fire the last couple of weeks. So I completely understand why at 8,100 you would take the shot on him. Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. Um, I, I think Berger is going to be a popular pick this week as well. A lot like, gosh, a lot like Morikawa is. I think Berger is going to be a very popular pick. I know that Berger has a lot of the things that are very analytical that, that, uh, swap well to this course so i think he's gonna be very popular so if you want to be different from everybody else avoid him joaquin neiman i mean he's a guy that won back in the genesis he he hasn't played very much since but 8400 also a sprinkle at that price for sure all right you ready to get into this wild 7k range yeah i've never seen anything like this (laughs) Where, where do you want to start first same guy i'm thinking Start it off. Uh, Terrell Hatton. Is that who you were yeah. going to first? I was just thinking, 
the weeks he's having and same with Sam Burns. <laughs> yes. Like I know this field is stacked. I understand it, but two guys that should not be in the $7,000 range are just right off the bat. Have you thought at all about like avoiding that, that top 10 K range and just doing six guys in like the, like two nines, two eights, two sevens, because you could easily do that and have Terrell Hatton be your sixth golfer. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because they do reward you really hard for top three, top five placing. Yeah. So I think if you're really confident about a guy, much like I am with either Cantlay or Morikawa, I think you put them in, but it definitely wouldn't hurt to put six guys that, like you said, know are going to make the cut and have good course history. Definitely. So, yeah, Sam, Sam Burns, Terrell Hatton, probably going to make the cut, probably going to play well this week. Uh, again, keep an eye out for Simpson. He might withdraw, in my personal opinion. Fitzpatrick, he's been he's been playing solid. I had him last week, and then I wussed out and got off of him. Realistically, <laughs> that was a mistake. Um, well, let me go ahead and just cut you off right there because Abraham answers <laughs> back, baby. He's back. Put him in the lineup. Got him. Lock. It's over. We'll be joining you on the next episode of the Turned On Golf <laughs> Pad with this drastic Abraham answer for Mark again. It's it's going to turn into every week with an Abraham answer plays where I have to come back the following week and be like, all right, Jack, here's how your Abraham answer pick went this week. Let's see how you did. Our, weekly, yeah, our weekly Abraham answer review. I also like Homa right below him, by the way. I think he's completely I, he feels mispriced at 7,500 based on how well he's played. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think there's guys like, you know, Mark Leishman, great guy, blew up on Sunday, but you could him, Tommy Fleetwood is great. But I think a guy that's really, really, truly overlooked this year is Russell Henley. He's 10 for 10 on cuts. Yep, yep. Like He's the, just not flashy. He's not flashy. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, his worst finish this year, his worst finish in the 2022 year is 56th, and that came at the uh, Worldwide Technology Championships at Mayakoba. Other than that, his worst finish is 33rd, which is at the Waste Management in the Genesis. That's his worst finish. Yeah. That's crazy. It's it's tough. I Part of me understands why this pricing is so difficult, though, because there's such a stacked field showing up to the players this week True. that somebody has to be 7,400. And unfortunately, Russell Henley just doesn't have a lot of the, I guess you could say the pedigree. Yeah. That a lot of the other guys do. So he gets thrown down into this range. Like Siwoo Kim has won this course before. He won it at 21 years old. He, it amazes just, me how young these Asian tour players are. Like you look at um, Sungjae, I believe he is the same age as us, if not yep. just a touch older. And I believe he's been in contention at this course a couple times. It's crazy. These, these Asian tour players that are dominating the LPGA tour um, are now getting a swing in the PGA tour. As I believe um, the Asian tours for the men are starting to take off in these countries. Yeah, definitely. So I, I love Siwoo Kim at 7,300. I mean, if you're, if you're telling me I have to choose between Siwoo Kim, Patrick Reed, Tringali, and Poulter, give me Siwoo anytime with course history and the fact See, that he- woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. <laughs> Greatest Ryder Cup moment ever. 
Oh, that one was great. That one was great. Yeah, but you know what? I have a, a little more pickiness with the 7K range. I'll start with Keith Mitchell. Don't you dare disrespect Keith Mitchell at 7,100 FanDuel. That guy's won me money every single week. Every single week. All right, so, well, last week he, butch- he butchered I me. I know, but I did, and he butchered me. So I guess you're the only one that can better him. Um, then I'll move on to Chris Kirk, who has 14th, yep. 7th, and 5th in his last three starts, and he's 7,000. Yeah, That's crazy. Um, it's just it's insane when you look at some of these guys, like you said, the pedigree in this, this tournament, it's stacked. Cameron Young, 7,200, potentially the hottest golfer coming into here, or one of, if not the, you got Taylor Gooch, 7,200. I mean, it's crazy. That's a, that's a low price. It feels. I mean, he's listed below Luke list and Sahith Gala and Cameron champ who can't make a cut right now. Like that's just, that seems since that one's harsh that tell one's you, there's, brutal for me if you really do your research on golf betting as i think it's the hardest sport to actually bet in terms of daily fantasy sports because it's it's so week to week you know you can get hot for a couple weeks and then you never hear from these players again so um i mean just even looking at the 6k range a guy like keegan bradley who you bet yep. and had a remarkable week yep. he shouldn't be six nine but he is so looking at these players going down the list and seeing what their strengths is. And you can really balance it out with a lineup and create winners each week. Are you noticing though, that this week is a little harder to find good picks in the six K range with all of the great talent in that seven K range. Cause I'm struggling with that personally. I have, I have one or two options at six K that I think could be interesting, but I think we have heavy hitters at the seven K range. So I'm kind of doing my best to avoid this range altogether. No. Yeah. I mean, I think there are definitely guys, and I think the 7K range is probably, I think the strongest is not the right word, but I think there's a lot of meat in the 7K range. Definitely. One guy I'm really looking at is Brian Harmon. Okay. I think that much like you have the this week the mindset of, I want to pick players that are going to bomb the ball, especially with the rainy conditions. I think Brian Harmon is just one of the most consistent players out there. And I think much like you know with majors, if he gets hot, it's 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 he's in there he's up there every week yep i get it i get it so okay let's see what what do we got here you know what else is really interesting what's what's interesting talk to matt wolf 6800 and i believe he started probably close to the 11k range at the beginning of this year yeah he's falling off but that's what happens when you when you can't when you shoot 118th on a score and you go 19 over and miss the cut all of a sudden nobody wants to pick you so they got to drop your score down it's it, it's unfortunate but he's definitely there for the taking if somebody wants to take the chance that's for sure yeah 100 100 the week you pick him much like this week it's 6800 that dude is so good I, I do like Aaron Wise just a little bit. 6,600, 7 out of 10 this year and made cuts. He's got two top 10s. What about Joel Damon? 6,700. You'll never yeah. see him at that price again. Yeah, I do love Joel Damon. The the flop he had, extraordinaire himself. It's That that one's a great price. I, there's Skipping Bo, 65. You know what? The, the Gim Reaper, 64. I will tell you right now that... I am more confident 
in one of the players in the 6K range than possibly players in the 9K range. K.H. Lee, yeah. Kyung Hoon Lee. I have him as a dark horse to win this tournament, everyone listening. Okay. He is at $6,300 and has been playing out of his mind, 10 of 11 cuts, under 70 scoring average, with a 73 average in scoring for fantasy sports at 6300 Put him down as a lock in your lineup. If you're looking for a guy this deep, you'll, I don't think you'll find a better value than him in all of the 6500 and lower. Definitely, definitely. So, all right. I think we've named off probably half of the field <laughs> at this point. We've said a lot of names. So let's get down to our lineups. Who who do you got, Jack? Talk to me. Who what's your All what's right. your lineup looking like? Yeah, so my DraftKings lineup this week, starting off with KH Lee. I just talked about him. Uh he was the first person I put in. So I got Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, JJ Spawn and Taylor Pendrith. I think guys with momentum, solid guys. I have two people in the 10K range, one at 97, and then three at 6,300 or below. So it's definitely a make or break week for me. Okay. All right. Definitely. That Again, Cage Lee is either going to make you look like an absolute genius or you might miss the cut. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but I'll circle good. this one for a revisit next <laughs> yeah, week. Yes, exactly. We'll go back to that one. Um, I'm going to look over my FanDuel lineup because that one I have a little bit more down pat. My DraftKings lineup is is all over the place. I do have – I'm looking at Sergio in, in, in DraftKings, by the way. He has mm. not missed a cut here in his 17 years playing this course. That's a pretty good stat right there. Which is wild. So in his 17 years, he's never missed a cut here. And I'll talk about that again later. Um, so I'm going to start off at the top with Morikawa. I'm tempted to avoid this range altogether and potentially drop Morikawa, but I'm going to keep him. Might want to do that for your DraftKings lineup then if you're still that, tweaking that, with it. That, that's what I'm definitely – that's what I'm trying to tweak right now on that. But in, in FanDuel, I'm going to go Morikawa at 11,800, Matsuyama at 10,900, Daniel Berger at 10,500, uh, Will Zalatoris at 10,200, Max Homa, 8,800, and then Chris Kirk at 7,800. So a few guys that have been absolutely on fire recently, and then a few guys that just have all-around great games. Let me tell you, let me mark my words. This might be the greatest Fandle lineup I've ever created. Okay. Here we go. Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, Billy Horschel, Russell Henley, K.H. Lee. How? Let me just tell you, <laughs> guess how many missed cuts are in my lineup this year? I have one missed cut in my I lineup. Say, I was going to say three, but yeah, one. Okay. That's wild. That's a cheat code. That's wild. Okay. Go, all yeah, right. Go ahead and check us out on all social media on Tuesday for this lineup. I know you guys can hear it now, but it is a freaking cheat code. I, I might have to throw like a couple of bucks down and, and use that lineup and steal some money from other people. Now, I'm not going to use that for the, for our matchups between one another and in most of them, but I might, I might throw a couple of dollars down on that lineup and win some money off of some chumps on FanDuel and draft. Yeah. Good. By the way, and just in case you're cur- you're curious, Adam Scott does have more rounds in the 60s at TPC Sawgrass than anybody else in the field. 
Speaking of Adam Scott at TPC Sawgrass, (laughs) my partner and I were on our way to the golf course to watch the Players' Championship when COVID struck and shut the tournament down. Um, As a result, it was unfortunate we did not get to go watch it, but we did end up having a beer with Adam Scott as a result. So that is definitely uh, a highlight out of a horrible situation. So so jealous you got to go, but but unfortunate that you didn't get to watch the whole the whole experience. I'm oh sure gosh. it was fun though having a beer with him. Uh, we were on our way to the tournament and I got a call from my parents saying, hopefully you guys got in. They just shut down fan entry and we go, what are you talking about? And we, they wouldn't let us in, but you know, the next day we were just sitting outside at a, at a beach bar and lo and behold, there's a guy with an Australian accent. There you go. Hard to miss. Yeah. Hard, hard one to miss right there. You got your bets for the week. Come on, of course I got my bets for the week. How many, how many off, we got? How many got? How many we got? I have six and I also have two outliers. So I technically have eight, but um I'm sure we'll have overlap here. So I just think it's important that I start off with KH Lee, my guy this week for top 40. I locked him in at plus 320. <laughs> Now, oh. I, I know I've talked about playing a safer bet. This is probably, I know everybody, literally everybody, if you follow our podcast, that I've said has over a 200 plus 220 odds or whatnot, yep. ends up having the week of their life the next week. Yep. But this is the week at plus 320 that everything's going to turn around. Who, who did you bet last week, by the way, just so I know who to put a dollar on? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> do, kidding. Do you uh, remember? <laughs> I think my wildest pick was Denny McCarthy. Perfect. All right. I'll throw 20 bucks on him. No, I'm, yeah, just, kidding. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And KH then, Lee though. Okay. Definitely. At yeah, three, at plus three twenty. Oh no. Yeah. I'll send you guys. I'll send, well, at least I'll send you an article that I was just reading um, about my next guy, Abraham answer alert. Ugh. You have to throw him in. He's plus 100 for top 40, top 40. So you double your money. And if, and if I double my money in the way that I put down on Abraham answer, I will be bottling or buying one of his tequila bottles. So I am confident. I'll just say the least. Um, and then I have two guys plus, or excuse me, top 20 Hideki Matsuyama's plus plus one thirty-five for top 20. You'll never see odds like that for Hideki again. Yep. Xander Shoffley is plus one twenty for top 20. You'll never see odds like that again. It's, it's just crazy to me. I have Colin Morikawa at plus 180 for top 10, who's my pick to win. So obviously that's a lock for me. And get this because it's mind blowing to me. Plus 250 for a top 10 from Patrick Cantlay. It's it's wild. Well, because I sit there and I listen to your picks, Jack, and it feels like you have big favorites. And then I look at the odds and the odds don't have them as favorites no 100%. for whatever reason so yeah i mean it's crazy it's because i tried to go more with the safer bets especially now that we're keeping track but there's not a you know a minus the, the there's not a minus in there actually yeah. well i will get to at my two outliers that i'm still iffy about dustin johnson is for top 40 minus 105 and if you yeah, that's what I, it's the exact reaction. Oh. I know you can't see Liam's face right now, but top 40 for one of the greatest players in the world right now. Yeah, it for minus 105 for top 
40 is something that I'll probably never see again. And all he has to do is have an average week and he gets that. So there's that one. And then the last one is the previous week's winner in Scotty Scheffler for top 20 is plus 110. Whoa. He's on a tear. I know. Yeah, exactly. So those are my two outliers knowing myself and how much I do love golf. I will probably end up betting those at least a couple dollars here and there, but the six ones, KH Lee, Answer, Hideki, Xander, Colin, and Patrick, I'm most confident on. I, I'm here for it. You, again, you have ones that feel like they should be favorites, and they're not favorites, and that's wild to me. So you did a lot more, I wouldn't even say well, well, I guess well-known, but you did a lot more bigger names that should do top 20s and top 40s. I did a lot more under-the-radar names that, for whatever reason, have plus odds for top 40. Mm-hmm. So Sergio Garcia, as forementioned, he's made all 17 of his cuts the last 17 years. He is plus 103 for top 40. That's specific. Yeah, for whatever reason, it's 103. So we'll just say plus 100. So you're going to double your money if Sergio gets top 40. And he hasn't missed a cut in almost 20 years. I like those odds. Here, here comes missed cut number <sighs> Yeah, let's hope not. Uh, Number two, I have Siwoo Kim, top 40. You have have KH Lee, and I have Siwoo Kim. So we both have our own different guys on that sense. Again, he won here in 2017 at age 21. He's also finished top 10 and top 25 here the last two years. So he seems to love these TPC style courses. Again, plus 120 for a top 40. I'm here for it. Cameron Young, plus 150 for a top 40. Again, just look at his previous month. I mean, the guy is absolutely on fire. Um, and then my fourth and final guy is Russell Knox. A little out of left field. Haven't mentioned him yet. But if that rain happens and everything gets kind of messy, I just have this gut feeling that he's going to do well. Hmm. Um, both his recent results and his tournament history suggest he's going to be good this week. Uh, he's got four top 40s in his last six starts. And he's gone four for seven at the TPC in the top 40s. It's not wow. terrible numbers at all. Exactly. So plus 180. I like those numbers. So those are my four picks. Yeah, I like it at all. Um, so as previously stated, we are actually going to start calculating our winnings and unfortunately, hopefully not any losses. Um, we are actually going to calculate all of that based on a $10 bet. You know, we can bet a hundred on a guy or bet a penny on a guy. We're going to average it around to a $10 bet uh, just so we can keep track going forward of our wins and losses, fantasy sports and DraftKings fantasy daily sports. It's hard to necessarily say because we can't really control what the entry fees are. So we'll just tell you if we doubled our money, tripled our money or lost all of it, but just know for sports book, we're going to average it out to a $10 bet. Just know that we're going to keep track of these numbers and that our goal is to try and get as many bets right as possible. So Hopefully we can make some money and then we can make you guys some money as well. If you're following along with us and doing some bets as well, but do you have anything else to add for this Jack? Yeah. I mean, I think we need to cut right into our prediction winners. I know I talked about mine, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay um, are two guys. I'm just, I can't break my mind on those two guys. I think my dark horse pick that will probably end up extremely biting me would be Russell Henley. 
So, so do you want Morikawa, Canley, or Russell Henley? Which one do you want? Oh, we're going official. I think yeah. Morikawa. Morikawa. All right. Wow. Way to way to get a deep cut on that one. All right. All right. Give me Willie Z. I don't care. Whoa, Willie Z. Bomb. Give me, give me Willie Z. Ahead. Circle this for you know my Abraham answer moment. This is your Willie Z. <laughs> Give me Willie Z. I, it doesn't matter to me. I think he's going to do good this week. Yeah, I but say, good isn't going to win. That's this is our prediction to win. This this course has a history of chewing up top contenders and being an absolute cluster. So if 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 Will Zell Torres is going to win this tournament, I'm hoping the whole tournament gets flipped upside down because of the weather. And it just becomes an absolute shootout. That's the goal. I mean, realistically, I could, I'm not going to lie. I could have picked like a Cantley or Morikawa. Like, it's kind of like a boring pick. I want to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out on your garbage. Morikawa is a boring pick. He's like, you know, when Morikawa wins, I'm going to do this whole next podcast shirtless for you. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) that's that's fine. But it's also not going to be a surprising pick. But if Will Zalatoris wins, then I look like a genius. If Will Zalatoris wins, I will shave WZ into the side (laughs) of my head. All right. We're going to hold you to that. We are going to a thousand percent hold you to that. That's fantastic. All right. We got our winners. All right. So as always, please follow us on social media at Turn Dogs Golf Pod. We are going to get all of our bets, all of our FanDuel, all of our DraftKings, all of our DFS picks, all of our sportsbook picks. We're going to get those all up and situated. That is the best way to stay in the loop with us. As always, though, have a great one. Go out there, win a bunch of money. Wish everybody the best of luck. Let's go do this. Later. Peace.